Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Here we are again, live from the Minnesota State Fair. We are on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater's stage. Yeah. We are on Underwood and Randall. If you want to come out and see us, we've got some great seating out here. Make yourself comfortable. Hunker down. Have a beer you or a milkshake. The, whatever. The average Joe knows the streets. Does the average Joe get around the state fair by street names? I think only if they're looking for something. So I think if someone's like, where's the nearest, you know, Sweet Martha's? Mm. They're going to look at a map and go, oh, there it is. Okay. And they hand out maps when you walk in, so it's just helpful. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. Wait, this is no, our show. it's okay. your show. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, I, what, today's a holiday, isn't it? Nope. Isn't oh, today yes, it's a National, national Eat Outside Day? It's National Donna Valentine Day. Oh, and it is. It <laughs> Every is. day is Valentine's Day. I forgot about <laughs> this, uh, and I'll be totally honest. I was coming in the parking lot this morning, and Ryan Perpich, our former producer who was uh, let go due to lewd conduct in the workplace. <laughs> oh, no. true. Okay, it was pandemic-related layoffs. Anyway, he's fine. He's the news producer now. He's doing great. Um, I saw him. And he said, ah, ah, gah, 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 gah. and we talked for a little bit. And then he said, don't forget to wish Donna happy birthday. And you were like, thank you, I had bro. no clue. Happy birthday. Oh, it's Donna, Donna Valentine's birthday today, right now. Oh, my gosh. Which happy is just birthday. so exciting. Thank what are your you. plans? Um, well, I'm going to go to a client meeting after I leave here. <laughs> I love it. Get home around 5, vacuum. What, are you just going to go know. hang out at Dean's today? Uh, don't worry about it. Just I'm going to Hugo. <laughs> wow, you're going to Hugo. Yeah. Oh, I know where you're going. I've been to this Hugo yes. location. It's a great spot. I'll be telling you about it next week. Oh, how fabulous. Well, Thanks. that's wonderful. Happy happy birthday. Any Thank like dinner you. plans with friends no, or anything? Not today. Okay. Maybe tomorrow or the weekend. Oh, this is just so this wonderful. This is every year for the past, I don't know, 24 years. <laughs> I've been at the fair for my yeah. birthday. Oh, man. Donna. Sorry, don't feel bad for me. No, happy birthday. Okay, August 31st. I need to remember this forever. Yeah, that's my sister's birthday, too. Oh, happy birthday. Which one? Tina. Happy you guys birthday. kind of look alike, yeah. Oh, interesting. So it's Donna Valentine's birthday today. It is also National Eat Outside Today. It is. Uh, outside Day, which is great. And anybody here at the fair, you're celebrating just by being here and eating <laughs> some good food. You are oh, naturally okay. here, uh, which is just so wonderful. You know, I have to say this, too. Um, yesterday, speaking of eating outside, and we're going to give you the same entertainment content that you come for. Don't you worry. We're not going to you know, encumber you with too much state fair stuff. But I may have had the best thing I've had at the fair yesterday. You know, and we walked past this place. Right past it. And I was like, let's go here. Yeah. And we opted for something different, which was fine, which was good. We, uh, yesterday on Twin Cities Live, got to sample Baba's. Baba's is a new vendor here at the State Fair, and uh, they've they've got this really cool little, like, 
streamlined situation, which is really cool. And it says B-A-B-A -A oh. right on top of it. It looks great. What do you call those little uh, Isn't it a streamline? Stream well, streamline? Streamer? Streamline? You're close. You got the stream. Streamcast. Stream yeah. yard. Stream. <laughs> trailer. It's a, one of those silver-like trailers, yes. but it's painted a different color. What do you call those? I feel like it might be a streamline. I, I feel like I we'll know. get to the bottom of it by 12. Anyway, <laughs> so they came over there, and what they do there is hummus. They have these wonderful hummus bowls. And it's not. I, it, it's a two-minute walk from where we are here at the My Talk booth. But um, they had four different hummus bowls that they brought out to us. And uh, it was just so wonderful. So the uh, the owner of that joint there, Khalid Ansari, joined Elizabeth and I on Twin Cities Live. And he was so cute because he was like, this is my first time on live television. And, uh, and he was so excited that the word of mouth has been so strong. But they had sampled it yesterday, um, earlier in the day on Channel 5. And we got to test it. And it was so good. And I must say, the hummus is great. Yes, for sure. It's wonderful. There's a spicy one. I think there's like a dill pickle hummus. Yes. There's a couple other Never heard of that. kinds that they have. The pita that they serve it with. I'm indifferent to pita. Pita's fine. I mean, give me hummus and a wheat yeah, thin and that's I'm happy. not what I'm expecting you to say. The pita? I said it on television yesterday. I think it was the best pita that I've ever eaten in my life. And it has to do with the fact that they're homemade. And they, they, they homemade their uh, pita bread right there. And it's these wonderful little circles. And you get like four circles so that you can scoop up all the hummus. And I think they put some cumin on top of it Ooh. and something else that they sprinkle it with. It is so bleeping good. Was it warm? No, the hummus was not warm, but no, the bread felt warm. No, not the hummus, warm. the bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's bread probably felt warm, part of why it was just chewy so and it's yummy fresh. and delightful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they're home making it, which is just so wonderful. So my encouragement is, of course, I've been talking about the, the tater tot poutine, and I'll get some, and that's my base coat. That's what I put in the in the bottom of my gut every day is a base coat like of tater to top poutine. I like to line my gut with gravy and then I build from there. Uh, <laughs> I just have to tell you though, I think that this hummus bowl, if you're looking for a uh, to sidestep all deep fried battered stuff, try the Baba's hummus. So good. I love that we have options this year. Yes. Well, most year. I mean, you can you can find some good stuff. I, and I don't mean that things aren't good, but the fried stuff, if that's not your thing, like sometimes that's a lot. Things are, get a little too oily. I get it. Yeah, and you need to offset that so you yes. don't like have gut rot uh, midday. Uh, one more thing that we also tried was the deep fried olives. And now I'm going right back to deep fried goodness here. <sighs> the deep fried olives that have like a cream cheese situation in them, I haven't had them in two or three years. So good. Oh, right. my gosh. I'm going to get some too. of those before I get out of here. Anyway, another great day. Beautiful. It's nice. It's cool. Yeah. It's probably only like 73 degrees, maybe. Um, great day to come out and celebrate Eat Outside Day. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And to celebrate Donna Valentine's birthday. We will be celebrating all morning oh, long. Yes. We'll get callers from the past that oh, you used sure. to work with, etc. This is your life. Uh, it is a Tuesday, which means we open the confessional on a Tuesday. Our question today is, what's the most embarrassing thing that you own? We will get into those responses today at 1130. You can go to our mm. Facebook page and answer that. It's going to be tough to narrow that one down. Um, also, coming up today, uh, at 10.30, we'll play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, and uh, it'll be me versus Donnie. You'll have a chance to play and win a prize for that as well. When we come back, we'll get into some things that make you go, huh? Okay, the leaves all around us, they're about to start changing colors. Can you confidently explain to someone what is happening when leaves hmm. change color? If a kid came up to you and said, why do the leaves change colors? I can make something up. I would like to hear your response, okay. and then I'll tell you what I sort of relearned this morning. Uh, coming up next on the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk. In hot 
Hey, good morning. Thanks for listening to my talk 1071, everything entertainment with Donna and Steve, live at the Minnesota State Fair. Woo, it's nice to be outside for a little bit longer before, you know, what, we have to it go? moves in. What do you mean? The snow. What? The snow? <laughs> Wait a second. Oh my God. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm just saying it's nice to, you okay. know. Have all this time outside. It's August 31st. Well, you, you'll see. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, you must know about Donna. She does uh, routinely check out the Farmer's Almanac, and that's how she decides what service she will opt in for with her snow <laughs> removal guy. And this is true. If the Farmer's Almanac, the crystal ball, says we think it's going to be a snowy season, she'll pay by the season. If they think it's going to be a low snow season, she'll pay per plow. Right. Everything I just said is true. And I think it's very smart, if I do say so myself. And I think it's another reason why we must commit your brain to science (laughs) after you die. All right, fine. Uh, How about some fun facts? Okay. Kick it. Kick it. Hold on a moment. I'm sorry. I'm checking on some other things. It's okay. You're busy. Okay, so before the snow comes in, God, we hope that the leaves will first change colors and we'll get to enjoy hopefully (laughs) hopefully an extended autumn here in Minnesota. I doubt it. It usually lasts about a week or two. That is the worst when it snows real heavy, then the leaves fall. Now you've got this eyesore. All, it's happened. Of course. No, it's, it's a bad happened. thing. It's horrible uh, before you can even get your fall cleanup. I've heard that it's going to be a, uh, uh, an early fall, too, this year, that the leaves are going to fall off the trees a little earlier. And don't you hate it when it gets so beautiful, the leaves start to turn colors, there's orange, there's yellow, there's red, and then the next day, 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts come yep. in, and you just see fall, which could have lasted for weeks, right. had Mother Nature just cooperated, Absolutely. and it's gone by Sunday. Okay. So the leaves are about to turn colors. I'm a child. Okay. Aunt Donna, why do the leaves change colors? Okay. Here's the thing, Johnny. I'm not a meteorologist or a scientist, but it is my understanding that leaves on a tree have a life cycle. Kind of like your skin. You know? You shed your skin. Okay. Your epidermis. Okay, we've gone epidermis. Okay. And so they start to die. Why? To make room for new ones to come in again in the spring. They're starting to rot. Okay. When they change colors, they're essentially rotting. Okay. So that's what I would say. That's what you would say. And I would say it with a lot more confidence to a kid. I think technically you're wrong. <laughs> but I don't know. Had I not read this this morning, I don't think I would have been able to okay. explain this. So the fall okay. leaves, uh, the, the colors are actually present year-round. There is yellow in that leaf right now. Oh. There's orange in that tree over there. There's red in that tree down the way. All year round, we cannot see those colors because of chlorophyll. That's the chemical mm-hmm. that makes leaves green. I was going to use that word. Chlorophyll starts to break down in autumn. So in other words, those existing colors are just masked by the great amounts of green chlorophyll. Mm. But when that chemical runs out as the weather changes, the actual real colors shine through. Mm. I see your true colors. And then why do they fall? Why do they fall off? Um, I wonder if chlorophyll is like food for the leaf. And when it doesn't get food, it becomes malnutrition and can no longer hang on. Is that right? 
I don't I, know. I, well, I, let's get your okay. buddy Jonathan on the phone. I thought phone. somebody said bingo, and I got really mm-hmm. excited. Like, did I just say the right thing? No, I think there's some ladies playing bingo. They're playing bingo <laughs> down the way. Come on out to the Minnesota State Fair. All sorts of things to keep you entertained. I have something about baby elephants for you to know. You'll be glad that you knew it. Baby elephants suck their trunks for comfort, oh. just as a human baby would suck her thumb. Oh, I love that. Isn't That's that so cute? sweet. Yes. You know, I have to say this about my baby right now. And, and parents who have toddlers, you'll know it. Grandparents who had them, you'll remember this. Or maybe you got little grandkiddos right now. My son is, oh gosh, what is he? He's like 22 months old. So he'll be two at the beginning of November. He is at such a cute stage right now oh. where everything, he's, he's, been, he's our slowest to speak. Oh, really? So he's behind the curve in terms of saying stuff. And they say this happens with subsequent children because all the other kids are doing the talking for, for you. Him. Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? But anyway, he, as he tries to navigate human speech, it is so cute. And you can ask him any question. Every night, if I put him down to bed, uh, Lou and I will kind of alternate. If I'm putting him down to bed, we will have read a story or two, and then we're in the rocking chair. Aww. And then I, I, you know, it's a little rocking recliner, and I lean back, and he's laying on my chest. And every night, I just say it just because I know what he's going to do. And I say, uh, do you want me to sing you a nighttime song? And then you just hear this cute little, like, every night he coos oh, the same Steve. way at me. Oh, you're going to be so sad and then I'm when like, he's, like, uh, five. Donna! What? Don't, this, just, well, you are. In the same segment, you Just... rushed us to winter, the threat of winter, <laughs> and now you're rushing me to five okay. years old. I got a baby. Hold on a second. We're walking into the state fair. Just walk through the doors. It's my birthday. Steve says, how do you want to die if you could not choose dying in your sleep? I, that is a, I think that's a good radio <laughs> segment. That's why I brought it up. If you could choose the way that you want to die, and one of the options is not dying in my sleep like we would all oh. choose, hmm. how would you choose to die? And I had a pretty, uh, an answer that came to my head immediately, which was I'd like to be blindsided, T-boned at an intersection, and I would like to die instantaneously. Okay. Uh, and you're yelling at me? You're right. For being dark? You're right. You're dark. Anyway. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You want me to daddy to sing your night song? Every night. He sounds like a gremlin. It kind of is. <laughs> oh, that's oh, gosh. Between Elizabeth's kid kisses. and yours, I don't know. It's like a baby cute off i can't I know. tell you know which what one's we, cuter. Oh, her little and heathcliff Alexis is so too. stinking cute we need to get uh dev and zen uh, uh, dawn were you the one who came up yes, with this zooming. on a facetime call yeah, zooming FaceTime, each other zooming so they can be friends and no parents in frame we no. record the whole thing it'd be great what if we did all three of them on a three-way zoom oh that'd be great yes oh my god baby talk baby <gasps> talk we'll do it on baby talk tuesday that's today Damn. What band performed at Tiger Woods' wedding to Elin Nordegren in 2004? ABBA. 
Abba. We were just talking about Babas earlier, the hummus <laughs> bowls down the street. It was not Abba. Uh, it is a group that is technically no longer together, though its front man has Hootie found and a... the Blowfish. You got it, sister. Wow. Hootie and the Blowfish. Darius Rucker, of course, has found fame in the uh, country music scene. So good. Yeah, I downloaded his version of Wagon Wheel. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. A, but he made that song a smash no hit. No kidding. Who did it originally belong to? Um, the Old Crow Medicine Show did it, but I believe they finished it because it was originally a Bob Dylan penned tune, oh. and I don't think he finished the last verse or two, so these guys grabbed it. I don't know. I could be making this up. Say it with enough confidence. People will probably believe you. Here's why the leaves change colors. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, they were performing it forever. And, you know, they're one of those bands that goes kind of under the radar, doesn't get radio play because they're too cool for the room. Yeah, I've never heard of them. So Darius Rucker picks it up and makes it a huge hit. All right, we got time for one more fun fact. Do you want it to be wine-related or science-related? Well, we've already covered science, so let's go wine. Two Buck Chuck once won a top wine award. Trader Joe's 2002 Charles Shaw Shiraz beat out 2,300 other wines <gasps> to win a prestigious double gold medal at the 28th Annual International Eastern Wine Competition. That is why I never overpay for a bottle of wine. North of 10 bucks, I feel like I'm getting half. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a gift. Then I, for myself, I'll buy the cheap stuff. Sure. But for oh, other people, Donna. like as a gift, I'm not going to be like, here's, you know, two buck chalk. Um, well, if you think I was being a downer on the way into the fair today, Donna started telling me about what she's watching. And goodness gracious, this is some really heavy stuff mm -hmm. that she's loving. We'll tell you what she's watching uh, when we come back on Donna and Steve. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair for day six. Day six of the fair. Day six of the fair. Yeah. And we got a long week this week. We're out here on Saturday, sister. Oh, that's right. Yes. I don't remember what time. One to three. Thanks. Oh, that's fun. And then Twin Cities Live will be out here on Labor Day. And I thank you in advance, Donna, for coming out that day to support the cause. Yeah, no. Come on. Okay, though. All right. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Great. Um, So I, I ran into my neighbor yesterday that she, her little girl likes to walk, Buddy, my dog. Mm -hmm. And um, she, she'll be coming out today. She suggested uh, a show to me, and I thought she was, su she was suggesting the Spike Lee docuseries on 9-11 mm -hmm. that had been in the news recently. Right. But no, this one is called 9-11, One Day in America. And it's on Hulu. It's a six-part series, and it is unbelievable believably excellent wow it is probably the best storytelling on 9-11 that i have yet to see oh my gosh uh, up until this point it's so good and it's, is it through disney plus like on their nat geo channel uh well national geographic is behind it in conjunction or collaboration with the 9-11 museum which i memorial. have heard is outstanding it feels this series feels like the museum mm. they're trying to tell the story and i mean we're talking hundreds of hours of real footage inside the the world trade center out oh on gosh. the streets uh, so 
this must have been a lot of people taking video and submitting it to maybe the memorial so that they could have it. You you hear the um, uh, the guys who help bring in the planes talking and, you know, being confused, like, why, where's this plane going? Well, I don't know what that guy's doing, you know, talking mm-hmm. and trying to contact the pilots. Then you hear from the flight attendants calling. You hear, but it's not just a story of tragedy. It's a story of heroism, you know, and they have all these stories of these uh, firefighters who lost their their lives just saving as many lives as they possibly mm. could on that day. Mm. There was one man, you may have heard the story. He sounds quite Irish. He was helping a woman who was blinded and burned. She mm. couldn't see, and he stayed with her. Meanwhile, he didn't know his own sister was on the plane from Boston. Oh, my god! That just crashed into the building while he's helping this other woman. It's wow. just harrowing footage. It's it's very hard to watch. Um, and I think it's very similar to the 2002 film, 9-11, but I think it pieces things together in a more, more cohesive way. I bet you there's more footage now of people who maybe had footage of something and just didn't feel good enough right. about making that available. And I've done deep dives before on YouTube of 9-11. Yeah. I've done this where I go back, and I'm curious, do they have news footage in there of the morning shows that were on they when do. these happened live? They do. That's always very fascinating to watch. One thing I remember about the uh, the Today Show is at the time it was Matt Lauer and Katie Couric, and they get word of a plane that has crashed into the World Trade Center. And there is a, I believe it's a producer or a former producer mm-hmm. who calls into the show and tries to give an eyewitness account of what happened and she at one point says Matt Lauer's asking like what kind of plane do you think this is and she was like it was like a jet and he was you hear her almost laugh it off like okay it couldn't have been a jet like how big do we actually think which this plane is what was? everybody thought and it, it was just fascinating to watch that then unravel unfold all the information slowly coming out and then the building mm. collapsed i mean it was oh just gosh. just horrifying but it's probably a good history illustration for students mm-hmm. to i would make the, if i were a teacher i would make that an assignment you, you know absolutely required assignment you have to watch this you know i oh gosh because I think of my kids, right? And uh, as you, you realize things that they're starting to learn about. My oldest yeah. is 11. Um, you know, I, I sort of struggle with this kind of thing. How, when is the right time to explain to them about something like this that happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there were kids in, in 2011 who were 11, who were 9, who were 6, you know, mm-hmm. who didn't have a choice as to whether or not to learn about right. it. They had to learn about it because they, they lived were living it. it. And, um, yeah, you just wonder, like, what's the right way? Because I love documentaries like this that help us to understand pivotal moments in our history and all that. Um, You watch that. What if there was an 11-year-old in the room with you watching that? Would you be like, ooh, you know what, maybe you shouldn't watch this part? Because some of the things you described to me earlier were pretty intense. Oh, it's unbelievable how graphic it is. Hmm. Um, You know, did you read that book about no plane in the sky that... Yes. It, yes. And it's I'm prob- people liken this docu series to that a little bit. The only plane in the sky is the That's, name of that book. And full disclosure, 
I'm probably halfway through it. All right, it's one that I sort of like forget where it is, and then I go pick it up. But it is, uh, it is an oral history of 9-11, and you hear about it from a bunch of other people's perspectives. So it's a little jumpy in how an oral history reads because right. you got a paragraph of one person, paragraph of another person, back to the other person. Here's a new person. But it was really interesting. And one thing that they talk about in The Only Plane in the Sky is, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, how 9-11 throughout the entire United States, if everybody remembers 9-11-2001, you remember no matter where you were in our country, you had blue skies and sunshine. Gorgeous. And it was like a meteorological rarity, and it was called a hyperclear. And it's when the the visibility is unbelievable. And it was over the entire United States, Mm -hmm. and it's so... You know, we, we've talked about flashbulb memories and how people have flashbulb memories of big events in their life. And that's one thing that a lot of people, if you talk to somebody about 9-11, you will be in the coming couple of weeks as we um, look back on 20 years yeah, since that terrible day. It. And uh, ask somebody, what do you remember about the weather that day? And they'll say it was beautiful. beautiful. Day. It was such a beautiful day. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, everything turned oh well you, did you say this is a six-part it's a six series? Part series you know they I'm have so much this, footage man. and so many interviews and they're almost it's almost like they're piecing it together chronologically like they'll go to what's happening at the world trade center and then they go to the flight then they go to the wow. world trade center and see what's you know happening there and then you know just the way they did it i don't know how long it would have taken these producers to have and directors to have put this together but it is outstanding it's called 9-11 one day in america and, and to be clear where can you watch it is this hulu. on a, this right is now a hulu. it's on hulu yes um well let's see one day in america this says on nat geo so you might be but able to find it maybe it's nat geo through but it could maybe it's on demand too on if you have i hope so because i feel like um, everyone should see this and you know it's interesting what you said about the kids because you know who trace atkins is Yes. Country artist. He was telling a story um, one time when I was interviewing him after 9-11, and he had little kids. So he took his daughter uh, outside and said, let's look up in the sky. And he said, what do you notice? And he was like, do you see any airplanes? He wanted her to have a reflection later in life of that moment Mm. with him and i don't know how he went on to explain but he said i just want you to remember this day and i will tell you someday why there's no airplanes in the sky anywhere i remember we were at school um i was a senior in high school when 9 11 happened and it was the I, i think the first period of the day later so that would have been around like maybe 9 45 a.m on the east coast Coast. and so there was like one tv in the building but it's not we didn't have phones weren't blowing up you know that day so you're getting some calls to the office and one of our teachers had to step out of the room and then uh came back in and just said you know there's something that that is happening that we're sort of monitoring and then i remember if i remember it right maybe i'm brian williamsing this this happens in that free brian williams podcast about how our memories tell false stories yeah and they look at 9 11 and people's recollection of that yeah and how it even changes one year after but you're so certain this is how it yeah. occurred what i feel certain of um, now i went to a christian high school and so i think we were heading into bible class and our teacher mr rosio walks in and he said 
today, September 11th, 2001, is a day that none of you will ever forget. And then he started to explain to us what was happening. And like in that moment, immediately it felt uh, almost poetic, not in poetic in the way of like how he addressed it and then how we learned about it in real time as he's explaining to us. And I remember going up to the office during lunch and hearing that the building had collapsed, the first mm -hmm. building had collapsed and thinking what on earth is happening. And then we locked our doors to the school we did. We were on lockdown because one of the planes mm -hmm. crashed in Pennsylvania to flight 93. Yep. And so we didn't know. Nobody knew anything. We didn't yeah. know what was happening. Is no. there more stuff coming or is Pennsylvania somehow in danger? Right. It was a very bizarre, bizarre, scary day. My brother and sister-in-law just went to that memorial a few days ago, mm. uh, maybe a week and a half ago. In Shanksville. In Shanksville. And they said it's spectacular because they just opened the visitor center for the first time. You know, it was there. The memorial was there, but there was no visitor center. But my sister-in-law worked at ABC News. Mm -hmm. In New York. Yes. I freaked out. Mm -hmm. As you can imagine, when I'm watching this live on the air, live, when the second one hit, I thought they were showing... A replay. A, a yep. replay, mm -hmm. not realizing it was a total... It was the other tower. And then we hear that one plane headed to Pennsylvania was you know hijacked or whatever and i was just i gotta go call home i've got to call home turned out she was on a plane i got misinformation saying she was on a plane to pennsylvania when in reality oh she was i believe in nashville but you can imagine the panic and just people you know, in New Jersey and New York and Pennsylvania and Connecticut watching going, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, How do you know? Such a weird, weird, uh, scary, terrifying experience. The yeah. one, the silver lining of all that, and if we'll remember this, I know we're up against the clock here, but one of the really beautiful things in the weeks after 9-11, do you remember how many American flags you saw on cars everywhere. That mm -hmm. was the big thing in Pennsylvania. I'm mm -hmm. assuming it was in other states. It was. Every car antenna, which, by the way, kids, there used to be giant antennas that stuck up from cars, had an American flag that was secured to it. They were in the windows. They were everywhere. And what a horrible, horrible tragedy to bring us together. But it showed you a glimmer of this. The, the beautiful thing in the midst of that tragedy was the unity that came out of that. And everyone and was nice to one another. Felt like we were one yeah. for a moment, you know? Absolutely. So there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, a lot of news stories and specials coming up on 9-11. But again, this one is called 9-11 One Day in America. And I have to thank my friend Sarah for recommending it. Sarah? All right, we got to go. When we come back, live from the Minnesota State Fair, we say, you know, if you see something, you should say something. You might get a kick out of this. A school board gets pranked by some students, mm -hmm. some adults. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll tell you about that. And also, ESPN got punked as well. Oh, I can't wait. Those two stories coming up next on My Talk. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair. And uh, I saw a couple of things, and I thought you'd be interested. Oh, I just saw Hey, something. if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. So, do you want to hear about the school board who got 
pranked into reading fake names, or do you want to hear about how ESPN got punked? Why don't we start with ESPN, then we'll go to the school board. Okay. First day of school for a lot of folks today, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Really? Last day of Mm -hmm. August? Yeah. Well, yeah, some folks in the uh, East Metro heading back to school today. Wow. Our kids not till next week, which feels right. Yeah. Wait, wait till after Labor Day. Yeah. Could everybody just chill out? Yeah, man. Give us time to have a little, like, fun. I have friends in New Mexico whose kids have been in school for four weeks. Oh, yeah. My like, mom like is, first week of works at a school. They've, first week this? of August. Really? Wow. Oh. Maybe Minnesota a, kids are smarter and they don't need as much school. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I went to a school that was, <laughs> we started after Labor Day, we ended the first week of June, and school didn't start until 9 o'clock. Nine oh, to three. Hey. I feel like kids That's... do need their rest. Oh, I know. We our school like starts in the seven o'clock hour. But nuts. the problem is, then parents who work, you know, when work starts at eight thirty or nine. Sure. It's hard. <laughs> okay, here's the story. All right. <laughs> um, ESPN got punked. Cool. So they aired a high school football game between the defending national champions and a fake high school. The head coach, Roy Johnson, has an arrest warrant for fraud. Uh-oh. Oh, God. So it's Bishop Sycamore High School exists only online. Ohio's Athletic Association does not recognize the school as legitimate, so <laughs> their football players are predominantly junior college dropouts. Oh. But still, this Bishop Sycamore lost to the champs in a 58-0 game. But ESPN is pointing the finger at the company Paragon, which arranges the cable channel's high school sports schedule. Paragon allowed the football game to happen, even though they couldn't verify the existence of the fake school Bishop Sycamore. (laughs) So they're regretful that it happened, ESPN that is, and Paragon (laughs) is going to ensure that this doesn't happen again. But Okay, so first of all, these are... Basically, men losing to high school boys in a shutout, <laughs> which is great. very funny. Yeah. Um, wow, I would have never thought that something like that could happen. I have some of the commentators talking you do? about oh, yeah. ESPN. Yeah. Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division One prospects on their roster. To be frank, a lot of that we could not verify, and they did not show up in our database. They did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. So it's okay, if that's what you're telling us, fine, that's how we take it in. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight, and and there's gotta be a point now, Lutz, where you do worry about health and safety. I already am worried about it. I, I think it's, um, this is this could potentially be dangerous given the circumstances and the mismatch that we have here. And, um, and, and, and quite honestly, Bishop Sycamore doesn't have not only frontline players, but they don't have the depth in case something were to happen to their roster with maybe a kid or two here throughout the remaining two and a half quarters of this football game. Oh, no. What? Wait, what does he mean by worried about the safety because they're older? That shouldn't have anything to do with it. I think that since they had such a, I think what he was saying is that, I mean, they were commentating on the game. So Bishop Sycamore didn't have this extensive backup 
lineup to put oh. other kids in. If they got injured. So then everybody's yeah. playing. See, you're playing so offense, you're playing about defense. Bishop Sycamore here saying these kids are playing this whole game and there's nobody to put in because they didn't have enough people to oh, you know, okay. sit on the bench, oh. essentially. So that was a oh, man. little peek inside them not mm. knowing. No kidding. Mm. Well, I bet they feel real dumb. They did their best. <laughs> they right. did their best. Well, if you think they felt dumb, you got to get a load of this story. <laughs> so there is a school board. And they had a meeting, and it happened in Richmond, Virginia last week, and now it's going viral because someone sent in a bunch of fake names of people who wanted to ask questions. So board members would read them without realizing it was a prank, calling out, you know, like, Bobby Pin, Mm -hmm. Bobby Pin, did you want to talk? Or Liz, Anya? This is the old Bart Simpson prank at most tavern, (laughs) yeah? Yes, so, um, let me just make sure. Uh, I want to make sure there's nothing <laughs> dirty in here. No, I think we're good. Can we uh, play sure. a little bit of this okay. meeting? Okay, I'll put my finger on the dump button here. <laughs> hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, oh that is catchy, That's huh? That's what I wanted to do. Let's play, let's use this mouse. Thomas, we do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken? <laughs> I leaned over. I leaned over. Don Kiddick, Don Kiddick, Wayne Kerr, oh. Wayne Kerr. Were any of those bad? I didn't get Just one. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get it. It's okay. okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, boy. The Don one. <laughs> Donna. I'm a 12-year-old Come on. boy. <laughs> I remember there was, uh, on the KTLA Morning News, they did this, where their, their weather guy, you can look it up on YouTube, it's very funny. Uh, but he was reading off. He reads off uh, <laughs> birthdays, and he's going through. Oh, and he's sure. like, "Hey, you know, Bill Tibbetts, happy 36th birthday, and Hugh Janus, <laughs> happy 10th birthday, Hugh." And then he keeps going. Today, look at the weather. And then the anchor starts busting up. <laughs> yes, oh, it is so that. great. It is really, really. Oh, that's so funny. sophomoric, but it works every time, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they didn't probably didn't even realize. Can you spell later. the one? Which what, what's uh, what did it? I, I heard don't. One I still don't understand it, and I apologize. If, well, no, I don't, because Donna said there wasn't okay. anything bad in it. So. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Last name, Kedick. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. You have to put the first name I'll up. It's not great. I'll, uh, I'll tell you. She'll tell you during the break. Yeah. It's oh, so funny. Just anyway. text her. Just text yeah, her. Yeah. Just her text know. me because be everyone's going to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's how we got hour Woo! one closed out. We've decided we're going to stay on for two more hours, and uh, we hope that you join us. Coming up next, we have DJ Rock Lobster is coming in. We've got some music news. Coming your way, Carrie Underwood uh, teasing some new music, kind of, sort of, that I think football fans will get a kick out of. Absolutely. Also, we got some uh, news about Kanye's newest album, Donda. Is it falling flat? Is it doing well? We'll break that down. And we are going to hear a little bit of that Chris Stapleton song that Donna talked about earlier where he's referencing what happened in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. So, all... Oh, and I just learned who Olivia Rodrigo is. Oh. Next. (laughs) Okay.